We're live and almost on time. It is 3.01 Central Standard Time, 9.01 p.m. BST and 1.01 Pacific Standard Time. This is the Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe. If you hey. pay attention to the stream, if you're not, you should be. Because this is the, the best podcast nobody's ever heard of, no one listens to, and nobody cares about. We got El Jefe <laughs> finishing out the year strong. This is our last show of season one, so we thought we'd bring in the big guns and finish out strong, and we haven't had Jeff on on this show. So uh, welcome, sir. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate you taking time out to, to visit with us today. Yeah, of course, man. It's all good. Always looking cool, Jeff. Always. Right. Trying to, you know. It's the persona. He's got he's got he's got a rep to maintain. We have a rep to maintain as a fairly fantastically not aw- awesome show and never on time and not really that attractive. So we have a persona. <laughs> We're just going opposite. We're going the other. You got to lean into it, man. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Sometimes when, when you get to be almost 50 years old, you kind of realize that this is kind of the way it's going to go and you can really the, the course is already there. You might be able to make small little dips in the road, but you're pretty much on the same freeway. That's pretty much how it's going to be. Yeah. You know, when you spin out, they say you got to steer into it, right? Right. Yeah. And then crash, you know, crash and get on fire and stand <laughs> on the road. That's it. And go, hey, has anybody got a, a lollipop or an Uber or something to help me out? I'm just going to chill out here on the shoulder for a couple of years. So, well, how's it been? How you been going as far as your, I know your channel's popular. Are you still pushing out a bunch of content? As Popular's well? an understatement. Because it's, Duh. I mean, it's, it's your content. You're fantastically professional and great. And I actually, because of your channel and your recommendations, I bought a few um, items. I've actually reached out to you before, and I've been pleasantly surprised with the quality. So, how how are things going with the channel overall? How how are, how are things going with that? It's been going good, man. I mean, I I kind of switched things up a bit, and I've been primarily streaming for the last uh, three and a half months. I was experimenting with uploading videos and doing the streams on a weekly basis. Um, but to to put it, you know, to not mince words over the past six years, I'm absolutely tired of editing videos. And unless I hire oh, an hey, editor, yeah. I'm just, but here's the thing though, with the live streams, I managed to think, you know, a huge shout out to Ben, a lover of tech who helped me get the live stream set up the way that it needs to be um, right. to have to have replay quality. Right to have to be able to do like B-roll live and stuff like that to be able to showcase these products, um, I can do it live and still have the benefits of just like I uploaded a regular video. Um, you know, YouTube is pushing them the way that they should, and um, channel still bringing in subscribers. They're still getting a ton of views. Um, the viewers more than anything else, they're getting the best of both worlds because they're getting a review of a product. But after that we also get to interact live. So right. it's kind of like the best of both worlds. And um, the reviews feel to me much more natural. Um, it feels less clinical because that was one of the things that people had wanted me to do. The people who had been in my live streams versus my videos, they were like, wow, your your personality really more comes through on the live streams That's and it's much more say. fun. Yeah, versus like your regular videos are much more clinical. And that really made me think, and I'm like, how can I bridge that gap? And I tried doing it in videos and it just wasn't working. And so I said, you know what? I wonder if I could do this live. And sure enough, um, it started working. And then um, in August, I uploaded my last video. And ever since then, it's been nothing but live streams. And um, it's it's been much more fun. And one, less workload on me but it's been a lot more fun. So that's really what I wanted to bring back. Cause if you're not having fun, then what, what are you doing? Right. I mean, so you've yeah, got a real, real community now as well. I think with your yeah. live streams it's built well, up also, quite a lot. Yeah. And also too, remember 
just the inherent nature of recorded video, um, unless you're completely going off script, which you probably don't want to do because it makes the video not as compact, not as concise, and you have a time constraint. Just the mere fact that you're doing a video almost lends itself to being kind of not organic and not your personality really can't shine through as much as it would be with a regular back and forth live stream conversation. I, yeah. I, th I think it's kind of trapped in there. Um, and I think anybody that tries to make it like, I'm going to try to make it more like a live stream. I, I think you find it does has a degraded experience. I think people just, if you're watching a recorded video, you kind of have your own bias and expectation of what that structure is going to be like. And it's hard to kind of break out of that. I, I've noticed too, when I've watched content that's um, scripted or even if it's not really rigidly scripted, like word for word, but it's still kind of on, on path, it, it doesn't hit as home as having a natural organic conversation. That's probably why we don't record videos. That's why we just do this podcast because I, I don't know if I could, I don't know I would enjoy the editing for sure. I can tell oh. you, I already know that that's, that's a non-starter for me. Yeah. Just, I, I like the conversational tone of, of the podcast and live streams. So yeah, that's how we roll. Yeah. I edit for Lenny, and it's even a short video can take ages. Yeah, no, I just I just can't do it no more. And I mind you, just to, to be clear, I still do script. Like even for the live streams, for the portion mm. that's going to be that's going to hold the most replay value, right? So like right. if I do a live stream, um, I usually go in very very quickly, and I'll say, hey, listen, I'm going to do a live review real quick. Once we're done, we'll get into the usual Q and A, live back and forth. But just give me a couple, bear with me, you know, for a couple minutes while I go through this review. And then the re I just do it live. I just do it in one take, do it live right on the spot. Um, and I still have a script. Like I still have a script. It doesn't seem like it's scripted, right? but it's scripted. And the, the main thing that helped me there was, um, uh, using, um, I use speech recognition on my pixel phone to okay. write my scripts. So I write them in so Google good. docs. So I'll speak out everything I want to say, and that maintains my natural speech patterns. Right. And then I go into Google Docs and I'll edit like any um, any kind of jargon, any kind of mispronunciation, or sometimes where it just doesn't quite catch. Although it's shockingly good now yeah, versus really before. Good. So I have to do less edits, but just kind of breaking it up and putting bullet points in and stuff. But that way, when I do the live stream and I'm actually reading the script, people don't know, like they can't tell. Right. And so I've had people say like, how do you remember all that stuff? And I'm, I'm reading a script, bro. Right. So yeah, but it works. As I say, you honestly think I'm just coming off the top of my head. Although if you would have said that and just been like, I'm not gonna tell anybody, I'm just gonna like, I'm just ripping these live. I'd be like, yeah. Guy's a goat, man. That's pretty sweet. I was like, I can't. Yeah, it's can't so it. polished. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's it's not and it's not word for word. Like I script very much specific sections. Like the first thirty seconds, I it's that's very word for word tightly scripted. After that, it's mostly bullet points. More that reminders. I'm going down. Reminders. Yeah. Just so yeah. I don't mess anything up. Like, oh, what's the what's this spec or or what's the battery life or what's this or this or if there's specific points I want to make sure I make. Um, then that's kind of how we'll go through and 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 make sure that that stuff gets read. Yeah, that's a good yeah. way to go. I think the few videos I've done, I haven't scripted, but I've like just done loads and loads of takes. It's, yeah. it's embarrassing. Yeah, you'll talk yourself in circles. Like I've, I literally yeah. went back and watched one of my older videos from um, back when I first started, like the first year. And even at that point where I, when I was making that video at that point, and mind you, it wasn't. It was probably like my. 20th the 30th 40th video something like that where i was like man i'm feeling good like i really know what i'm doing i talked myself in circles three times in that one video i said the same thing three <laughs> times because i didn't have a script or notes i was just going off the top of my head and i'm like i i can't i can't do that i can't be doing that anymore <laughs> and that makes the editing process even longer as well yes yeah and, and the funny thing is and i was going to ask i mean do you do you find yourself have you, you know, going back even to like the beginning, just to kind of see 
especially when you're having maybe I don't know I don't know maybe we do this or maybe I do this when you're kind of struggling you feel like you just kind of need it like I don't really feel like getting the you know, the growth potential like I don't feel like I'm doing anything go back and watch if you want a, a level set go back and watch some of those old takes you're like oh okay yeah I might not be crushing it now but man back then this was a lot more of a rough go like I was really struggling with with my my pace and my composure and what I'm saying and talking in circles and just the natural progression of of skill right you're gaining skills yeah. that's your i mean do, uh, do you do that very often or are you just always yeah i always go back i so that's a thing that i learned to do was to go back i go back to to um on an anniversary of my channel i normally go back one year and then i'll go back two years but normally if i go back so let's say uh come come may 2023 um i go back to may 2022 and i don't see a major difference like something different then I know I'm, I'm stagnating and I need to change something. Right. Now it's not always worth changing it just for the sake of change, but I'll look at like what needs that 1% improvement, right? What, right. where, where can I, where can I adjust something and, and make it like, so I'm, I'll make it like a point, like, all right, this from 2022 can't go into 2023. And I've done that every single year. Right. So, I mean, I try to improve with every little video that I can, but, um, going back and looking at that stuff because it's it's rough it's rough going back and looking the fact that i was even able to pull off views when i was under a thousand subs to me is shocking because i can't watch my own no. stuff like I, i'll watch it but as a viewer i'm like no no <laughs> now <laughs> no jeff you've always been brilliant honestly like, i appreciate you, it man your channel is one of the ones that got me into youtube um and i'm not even into audio that much but your channel is yeah. great honestly and I used to love the, um, my name is Jeff. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> just, I, used to love I had that. to take that off, man. I mean, I yeah, put it I in, I put it in as an Easter egg for Ben, a few, like, I forgot what video it was. It was some er, earlier in the year. Cause he had mentioned it and I was like, I'm going to sneak this in for you. <laughs> I think it was in my Sony video or my, the, the one for the link, but S I think, and I did it at the very end and, uh, just to sneak it in because I, I actually had gotten a, uh, Back before they were giving you copyright claims, I had gotten like um, like a warning because I was using oh, it in my intros, man. and oh. I had gotten a warning because it was I was using the actual clip of the movie, oh, so I, yeah. so I had to remove it. I was like ah, yeah. and it was just that it was just like you know uh, you know uh, my name is Jeff yeah that's El Jefe yeah, and yeah. that's it was so good they were like yeah. nope so yeah yeah that sucked yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. Not good. But, yeah and, and I agree with you I I try to go back and listen to. I mean, even just a podcast from, I cannot listen to ours. I, I just, I hate, hate it. And I, and I know, I know that's, everybody says that, but I, first of all, I don't think I, I don't think I sound like I sound. I know it is. I'm pretty sure it's close. I think everyone feels that way about right. themselves though. Like I said, I, I don't think that that's unique to me. Right. And then, but I just can't plow. I guess other people can maybe just like, I'm going to force myself to listen and plow through and other people like me go, yeah, this is just, I I, I'd rather take a break. Well, I actually have to rewatch every single stream because I have to go through and timestamp everything. Oh. Uh, so I do it at two times speed, but it's still like I, I do have to sit there and actually listen to myself going for a while. And it's funny because then I'll put it at regular speed and I'm like, why am I talking so slow? And I'm like, oh my God, I really do talk at that speed. I'm so right. accustomed to watching everything at 2x. Right. That now when I have to watch myself back, I'm like, do I really speak that slowly? Now speaking of that, now, when you listen to like maybe audiobooks or other, do you do you listen to an accelerated pace? Yeah. Just okay. Yeah, I've tried. Yeah. I've tried to. It's a little too fast on some things. It's like I can ingest faster than I can output. But, you know what? I do, an audio I do book by El Jefe. Oh, that would be brilliant. Yeah. Man, no, it's it's a uh, what do you call it? Um, 
uh, Audible. Not, not, I'm not sponsored by them, but that's what got me through my old commute. If it wasn't, I mean, I had to listen to audiobooks prior, but when I was commuting 90 minutes each way and I was stuck in, you know, stop and go traffic the entire way, both ways, the uh, audiobooks are like, I swear they saved my sanity. So, and, and I started going faster, listening to them faster. And I just got accustomed to it every single day. You know, when you're spending three hours a day listening to, to audiobooks, you know, you eventually you just start eating through those books so quickly. So I'd like to have the most extensive audiobook library. <laughs> it's, it's freaking yeah, wild. Mine's, mine's getting there. But uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, the funny thing I had today, I had to make, I had to run an errand, took about an hour and a half. And I, I'm listening to a book right now and actually downloaded David Goggins' new book that just came out. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to that. And then um, um, it's about North Korea, ironically, the book. I'm like, it's kind of fascinating. I'm, just, I'm kind of a shtick for that kind of stuff. I think it's kind of nice right on but uh, I, I didn't know like normally do you do you like listen to things at accelerated pace like 1.5 or 2 point um i try yeah. to do it's a little too fast for me 1.5 if it's depends on how if if the person has a an accent then i might slow it down to 1.5 mm. um or if just the way they speak some people are just like you know mumble mouth or marble mouth or whatever that happens more on youtube than it does for me with audiobooks because audiobooks usually the narration is excellent. You know, they usually have people who are dedicated narrators and stuff. So um, I can listen to them at a faster speed. Sometimes I'll slow it down depending on what's happening in the story or stuff like that. But on YouTube, sometimes I do have to slow down to 1.5 because sometimes people already speak fast. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, oh, I need to slow this down because I can barely understand what they're saying. It's just they're fast and then I speed it further. It's like, that's not going to work. Right. So, but normally 1.5 minimum. Random question. What's your audio book of the year then? Mm, for me, it's, well, the ones that I was listening to, I haven't, I haven't turned one on probably in, I'd say about a month or so, but uh, what is it called? It's a, it's a sci-fi series called, I think it's called Expeditionary Force. Um, oh yeah. But mostly like sci-fi. Yeah. So it's mostly because, and it wasn't even necessarily the story at first. Uh, the reason I found it is because it's narrated by my favorite narrator. And so I basically will like, I'll look up the narrator to see what is out there. And then I'll, I'll download those books. I like this dude's ability and, um, like his voice and his ability. And when the book started, it was really slow. The first book, I think they're like up to like eight books now. Um, but when the books first started, the, the story is very slow. But then they introduce a new character, and then the story just took off. It's comedic. It's really good. So, but it's called uh, the the series is called Expeditionary Force, and it's narrated by R.C. Bray. Okay. And uh, mm. yeah, it's it's really. If you hear this guy's voice, you'd be like, "Holy crap!" It, just his natural speaking voice. But the fact that he can do every possible accent, including women's voices, is shocking. Oh, really? Like it's so good. It's yeah. So the dude is mad talented. Yeah, I like a series called We Are Legion. It's about the Babaverse. That's, if you're into that, it's just another sci-fi. And the guy who reads it is a guy by the name of Ray Porter. Yeah, Ray Porter, yeah. Yeah, and I, I love good Ray. He's another guy who gets really good at accents, but I also just like when he's his characters. Just the way he does the character narration is fantastic. He, Ray, he reads those books is really, really good. Yeah, I, yeah so that's, that's what will keep you with audiobooks is finding narrators that do a good – because they can kill a book too. Like if you know there's a good book and it's read by the wrong person, it's like, <laughs> like oh, man, you, you're yeah. hurting me here. Yeah, it just so. doesn't, it doesn't hit. Yeah, and, I, and I, it's yeah. funny because you've seen – the book itself might be very, very enjoyable if you were reading it, but just the reading kind of just does not – land for for you and i get that's for everybody right yeah. so that kind of thing 
Come on, Aditya listening to Eminem at 2.25. Come on, sir. Sir. I know. <laughs> I, I, actually, I think if, if you listen to that, some of those songs, that you actually go back in time. I'm pretty yeah, sure Ad- Aditya is overclocking his brain at that point. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody overclocks anymore, Aditya. Remember, overclocking your processor and mega pickles, having the most me- that's all, that's gone. You don't do that. You gotta, get, you gotta get some serious water cooling going on there. Right, exactly. You actually you <laughs> might as well just use it in a lake, like actually yeah. in the lake. The that's right. Yeah. Aditya's that. got a lot of brain there, though. He's a clever he guy. Very, yep. very, very smart. intelligent. Little, yep. little on the uh, intense side as well. So, <laughs> fan of the show. Love my death, Aditya. So I guess I we're into the part where I guess the question is not only favorite book, but like what's what's been your favorite, not just tech, like not 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 obviously ear earbuds and earphones and all those kind of audio gadgets that you talk about. But as far as like things that maybe are outside the norm, like they've been like, oh, that, that's a piece of tech that's like, oh, I could either use that or that's fat. I would never have a, a use for this, but I really think I could like that's pretty slick. Like I think in. I mean, I can see where that would have a use or something that just kind of made you go, wow, that's pretty wild. Anything strike your off the top of your head this year that was a really interesting piece of tech that was like, hmm. Mm, not necessarily. Not really. Nothing really um, like caught me off guard where I was kind of blown away by it. Um, the closest, I mean, in recent memory, it would it would be an actual, like a set of earbuds and neurobuds, the way that they did what they did. Um, that really caught me by surprise um but aside from that not really much more um trying to think of what else came through here but no not really yeah no not really to be completely honest yeah i mean i haven't had it like i don't pick up a lot of stuff like not a lot you know i don't do a lot of smart home stuff anything like that right um got a cool vacuum cleaner from lg you know a few months back but aside from that not much more man which is kind of sad if you think about it but it's just because things have progressed that level to where everything is so iterative now mm-hmm. that it's tough to get blown away by anything in particular. Right. I mean, yes. Google should hook you up, Jeff, your team pixel. What? They should hook you up with some home stuff. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. But yeah, no, nah, it's, yeah, yeah. they should, that, that hasn't happened, but yeah. I think I am going to get one of their, one of their doorbells. I've been, I've been looking at it and stuff and, um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I've been thinking about getting one of them. Yeah. I'll do fancy well, one of them. I, I would, but I live in the middle of nowhere, and so I, I mean, maybe I'd catch the odd deer walking up to my house. But I literally live that'd in be the pretty cool. Yeah, I well, he went bye bye. Okay, so Joe died. Not really, like figuratively, not literally. Hopefully, like whoa, what happened? Yeah, I, I guess the UK just got hit by a massive like hurricane or something. Maybe I don't know. So well, he'll he'll be back on, and when he does, we'll jump in. But actually, I, I have bought one of the uh, the Nest Smart thermostats. And that thing's mm. pretty pretty sweet. Like I really have enjoyed. I don't know. You were just one minute you were here. I know, it just disappeared. Yeah, and I may have said you died, but figuratively, oh. it's not like you you died. I died, but I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. From the Resurrected, back. sir. Right. Yep. There you go, DTO. That's what happens when you listen to Eminem at 2.25 speed. It just brings people back. To yeah, it's Adichie's fault. He's, 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 <laughs> but yeah, I, I really kind of liked having you know having that on. I can set the thermostat. I like how it's a lot easier to, to, to manipulate because the one I had before it was one of this house was built was from like 1999. And you know, you got an old thermostat when it probably was white at one point, but just 25 years of plastic have kind of made it a little bit of a kind of a tannish color. Not because yeah, of the smoke or anything. It's just, it's just faded plastic, right? It's yeah. like old. It has the old, like literally the, the flip slips. The, the, like you think you switch across? Yeah. Right, it's like it's a line. It might be 62, could be 80. It's just, 
where you think it might land, kind of those things. So, There's one of those in this house, but we don't use the central heat okay. um, because it, it it would need to be replaced. Um, so, but the previous the previous people installed um, what do they call those? Um, Oh, there's a name for it, but basically it's where you have air conditioning and heating and they go uh, like, you have like a, a long box that sits on top of your wall. Like, uh, like, a, like a heat pump or something like that. Or uh, I think they call it uh, separate or I forgot what the name is, but it's, it's not like central AC. It's a different, it's the other kind gotcha. um, thing sits outside the house and then you can run these things, these ports into your house. So we have like one in the bedroom, one in the living room. And that's how we run. Like that's how we heat the house and cool the house and stuff. And it works like a charm, but the central one, when they turn it on, man, the, the that thing smells, makes a bunch of noise. They were like, probably just better <laughs> off leaving that thing turned off. I'm like, yeah, probably. So it sounds yeah. like Sam smells yeah. makes some noise. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, well, that's funny. You always know when you, when somebody turns on their heater for the first time. Yeah, um, yeah. You get, you know, all the dirt burns off the coils. You're like, mm, that's the first time you get your heat. It's like it, it's that universal smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's bad. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Right. So because this is like this is a house post war construction. So it's like. 1950s was when okay. this house was made so this whole neighborhood's like that and almost like you go down every house and it's it's the same iteration just mirrored so right. it's my house and then there's the mirror version and then my house and then the mirrored version and then right. my, it's hilarious when you walk down the street it's only the ones that have been remodeled don't right. look like this anymore but the rest of them it's the exact same house <laughs> well it's funny it'd be like the videos you'd see where you know post you world war ii where everybody came back and then the the push of suburbia right it's yep. just like we're gonna make streets and we're just gonna go doo, 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 doo. it's literally literally like flyover it's like literally every house looks it almost looks like monopoly i call it Mon- yeah. i call it monopoly neighborhoods it's it. very cookie cutter you, <laughs> yeah. you, it, but that's literally like i'm that's literally where i'm at it's it's a post-war suburb for sure so <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess, and then I don't know. I funny thing is when we were talking pre, pre-show, I didn't. I forgot that you. I forgot because I wasn't paying much attention to it. the fact that you work for VidIQ. Like, how's that been going? Like, I, I forgot that you were working for those that team, and you know, how's that been going for you as far as like you enjoy your work? You know, what do you do? You know, is how's that all been going on as far as working for them in the last year or so? That's been great, dude. It's uh, the best job that I've ever had. Like the best employer that I've ever worked for. Um, and I haven't had horribly terrible jobs, you know, but, um, working in, um, you know, working for a SaaS company, you know what I mean? So for those that don't know, software as a service and, um, you know, I'm not an engineer or anything like that. My job, um, there, my job title is senior creator coach. So I, my job is to talk to, to talk to YouTubers, you know, to talk to content creators, um, about how they can grow their content, about how they can monetize, about how, how things work you know, and really setting expectations. Cause a lot of people come into YouTube and have really oddball expectations of what it's going to take. <laughs> so really just kind of explaining things. Cause you kind of have to understand the platform in order to really, um, be able to move around in it. You know, you want to set your goals, but understanding how it works, um, is a big, big thing. So, um, it's been great. You know, we, uh, the, the weird thing about this company is that there's so much wiggle room to move around and so much flexibility, like, the job I was, the job that I was hired to do in that position is I'm so far removed from that now, like what I do now on a day-to-day basis versus what I used to do. Um, you know, we had the ability to sort of create our own position essentially. So what I was hired to do initially was, was kind of like an extension of customer service in a sense. Okay. But uh-huh. now we created a product where, 
um, where it's essentially like group coaching and we bring students in, you know, they get access to all of our tools, all the vidIQ tools and all that stuff that, that people know about. But, um, you know, we actually have a, a small group of people where they ask us questions. Like they have access to people that know are much more experienced creators. So, um, essentially what we did was we wanted to create something like when I first started YouTube, what, what would I have wanted? What would have been useful for me when I first started? And that's the product that we created, um, to be able to help people like guide them along with, you know, whatever it is that they need, like learning how YouTube works, the research, the analytics, the algorithm, uh, thumbnail design titles, choosing your topics, choosing channel strategy, choosing your goals, what you want to do, how you can earn money, the different ways that you can earn money from your channel. So doing that sort of stuff. Um, and it's, it's fun, man. And, and then on top of that, now I'm also co-host for the channel. So I stream, um, on top of my own stream on my own channel that I do on Sundays, I'm also streaming once or twice a week on vidIQ's channel. Right. So, oh, cool. yeah, so it's, it's, it's very different from when I first started, but it's a lot of fun. And the owner of the company is an incredible dude. Uh, his name is Rob Sandy. He's not the guy who you see on the VidIQ channel. Uh, right. That's Rob Wilson. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought it, yeah I, for some reason, I, I thought it was him. But They're I both named Rob. That's why it gets confusing. Right. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, Rob is, uh, Rob's the man. You know, he's, he's super, super cool. Um, been incredibly, incredibly supportive with everything that happened to me this year. Um, but even before that, I, you know, I really, I, like, I don't want to go anywhere because they have your back as an employee, you know what I mean? And you know, you feel seen, you feel highly valued. And that's something that I've never really felt um, so working in any company. Yeah. I've never, I've never felt that. Like, I don't know how many people can go out there and say, yeah, I can DM the owner or the CEO of my company at any, at any minute, ask a question. Cause you'll do that to me and I'll do that back. You know what I mean? So, but that's mm. something like I, when I worked at, at Konica, I used to work for Konica Minolta. When I used to work for them headquarters is in freaking Tokyo, I can't access that CEO, right. like not even close. <laughs> and I couldn't even access the, the VP, the head guy in the States. I couldn't access him either. Right. Like I, could, I had no access to anyone above my immediate boss. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's stuff like that. Like, you know, that different corporate structure with us, it's very different. Well, also, I, I think I would, I think I would like to get into the whole, you know, for me personally, the fact that you could take a job and you can kind of customize, you know, your yeah. workflow. Like, okay, I'm going to take this. Okay, I was hired there, but I, I think there's some opportunity here to kind of yeah. leverage a different kind of approach. Let me go and flush this out and be able to legitimately have the resources and the flexibility with your company going. Okay, well, what do you got? And you're going, yeah, I think I want to try this. They're like, fuck, go for it, man. If you think you can, if you can make it work go let it and That's, if it doesn't work well at least we know that isn't going to work or maybe the core idea is sound but maybe the implementation needs to be tweaked i mean the fact yeah. that you have that much leverage in a company to kind of to, to, to pull off a crappy book choose your own adventure right i mean basically yeah. you can kind of go where you want to go in project pretty exciting a lot of people um, now that's not for everybody. A lot of people like having rigid structures and follow the path. Yeah, because that's agreed. They, you know, but for for a person like you who's naturally obviously a creator to have that kind of ability to go, yeah, man, if you can, if you can kind of make this work and kind of innovate and find a new, essentially <laughs> create your own position essentially, and, and then make it work and make it have value for not only a company, but customers go for it. If you can make it work, that's cool. I mean, a lot of people would resonate to having that ability in their job. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, and, and I guess my question is, do you see Viper much? I know they're not online, but I mean, are you guys in the <laughs> same, I know he works for vidIQ, but I don't know if you guys are doing, now we're not the, we're not in the same team. Got in there and you went here and he went 
Where yeah, yeah, going? no, he's in a different team. Okay. So yeah, so like we have our we have our own team. Um, myself, although we dabble in like we, we there's there's a bit of crossover there because we're also creators. So it's like we're in we have our own primary team, but then we're also like in these secondary kind of teams as well, team structures. But like my team is like uh, myself, Travis, uh, Travis MCP for people who may be okay. familiar. Um, yeah. And then our friend Alexi, who's an absolute rock star. Um, he, he's very behind the scenes type of dude. But if you remember old school YouTube, there was a channel called Machinima who used to do all this call of duty gaming. They're huge. And he was like the brain behind that. So he is a rock star when it comes to understanding the platform and what works. And then we also have Tish. She's also, she's known as the artist Haven. She has a, a painting, uh, acrylic painting channel. Um, but that's our media team. Viper, he's actually part of the marketing team. So okay. he works as like the social media manager. Um, he's also one of the co-hosts like myself. So that's kind of where we have the, the blend. Um, but he also runs the tube talk podcast. So for people who aren't familiar, that podcast is awesome. It's an, like, if you, if you're in the creative space and you want to hear some of the perspectives from, from some of the like most knowledgeable people, that's, that's a really good one, but that's what he does. So we still DM back and forth. Like we always have, we usually do it on Twitter. Um, right. but for the most part, it's like, we're not usually in the same meetings. Like, I think we have one meeting in common, uh, every couple weeks. Okay. So, because we're just in separate teams. So yeah, it makes sense. So DT's got a question here. So like, I guess for it's a good for question, is it YouTube content specific, like, or any other platform. And so basically do the VidIQ really just focus on YouTube only, or do they have any other ways that you can maybe other platforms that they're, they're not so YouTube centric. They may be more agnostic platform wise and maybe other like TikTok, maybe, or other kinds of, of content delivery or creator channels or creator platforms. Well, as far as vidIQ, I mean, we have the main tools that we have for YouTube. That's where it's always been. We do have an app for TikTok now. Um, that was dropped like back in June. Um, so we do have that. But aside from that, it's that's pretty much where it stays. Um, but I don't know if it's um, okay. I guess that's what he was asking. Or any other platform of video creation? Yeah, yeah. So we never like went after like as far as I know Twitch or any of the other ones. You know, nothing along those lines. But also because a platform like Twitch is not it's not the same as YouTube at all. Like mm -hmm. it's not even, <clears throat> not even close. And Twitch is amazing in what it can do as far as building communities, but it, there's some inherent flaws in their system, right. um, that make it really, really tough, um, to grow there, um, for, for a lot of creators. And it's really difficult. And I've seen so many people and it works both ways. I've seen people do really well on Twitch and struggle on YouTube. And I've seen people do really well on YouTube, struggle on Twitch. Um, but I've seen it more and more often nowadays where people have been struggling on Twitch and been coming over to YouTube and streaming on YouTube and have been doing much, much better. Right. Um, mm -hmm. because you have the benefit of, of YouTube's recommendation system, which Twitch does not have. So, right. um, and that's huh. why, and that's why YouTube's taking it seriously, man. You're seeing how they're bringing in emotes, they're bringing in super chats. Now they're, as far as I know, they're going to start rolling that out to channels that aren't even monetized. Um, they call it's like oh, crowdfunding okay. essentially like fan funding. Okay. So they're given, they want to bring additional monetization options for channels who aren't in the partner program. Um, because you know, us. yeah, no, no, because right now, like right now, even if you're not a partner, you can still have something like uh, buy me a coffee. You can have PayPal Venmo. Mm. YouTube is looking at all that revenue that they're losing. And they're like, 
yeah, we maybe we should in. let them do this here. Right. <laughs> and maybe not, you know, not so much. And I don't want to say it's gatekeeping, but, you know, just I mean, if, it's, if it's an available way to, to get other channels of revenue for, for their beginning, especially the people at the, the, the well, it's a win -win. stages that really kind of mm. need the extra little kind of sometimes yeah. they need a little, you know, they need a little carrot and stick, right? If they realize they got to get to a thousand before any money comes in at all from this platform, it's like, well, I, you know, then, then it becomes the only focus is becoming, I got to get to a thousand. That's it. Whatever well, that's, and that's the there, problem. Right. And so yeah, that's the problem. Can, so kind of give them an alternate revenue stream is kind of, is kind of nice. And I actually yeah. sounded surprised that it's been not a knock on YouTube, but it's like, I thought they would, that would have already been kind of a thing. And like, I would have thought that. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be such a, a it's, it's so, it's so like, uh, yeah, it's, it's very much like, well, we think it's like common sense, right? It's like right. such low hanging fruit that we're like, mm. how are you guys not doing this already? Right. Well, right? it's corporate, right? There's, yeah. I mean, how many times have you dealt with any kind of like serious company? You're like, what? What? What, what, are, we, what are we doing? <laughs> right. We, we, and the funny thing is, is where I work, where, they're, where I work now, they're, they're coming up with this new leadership um, thing. I guess the du jour. It's called Outward Mindset. And so mm. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Um, and we also we also leverage agile processes, right? Which is really more for manufacturing, but you know, whatever. So, um, and the funny thing is, so I, one of the people that were in for training, the trainer came in time, we were sitting there on lunch. I said, so kind of give me a synopsis. What's this agile? I mean, what's this outward mindset? Can you tell me what it is? And I swear to God, his words were, well, it's really about making sure that we don't look at employees as resources or like, you know, material or whatever. We really just look at them as more, as, as, as more people centric. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how is this a new concept? It's like, you know, there've been people the whole time they've worked in the history of like society. Right. It's like, I don't know, 8,000 years of like, no, Sam, like, they've just become people right. just now. And just now. sat around, they go, Hey, we're going to come up with something. We're actually going to treat people like people and not like resources to be leveraged. Shh, dude. Mind blown. My mind's yeah, blown. Awesome. You did a good job. Let's make it. Like, <laughs> I said, does that sound crazy to you that, that's what your leadership. No, but that's that's how it is. I mean, I'm sure there's whole business management courses in universities Absolutely. that are, they're taught like this, and um, I mean, that to me doesn't surprise me. And it makes sense from a number standpoint. Right. You know, it makes a lot of sense to do it that way. But I think it can be done in a hybrid approach where you still can remember that these people are individual people that have needs as well, mm -hmm. and keeping them happy, and and. And, you know, obviously compensating them for the work and the effort, um, it, it can be far more beneficial, you know what I mean? Than, than just trying to give the bare minimum, um, or having sort of like this adversarial approach to the people who work beneath you. Um, yeah. So that's, that's one of the differences that really, really surprised me. Like working for a company like VidIQ is how, um, like for me, like technically speaking, my boss is Travis. That's who's above me in the hierarchy of things. Yeah. Right. And then He's there's two cool people boss. above him. Yeah, but I was gonna say, you could do worse with a boss. You see, yeah, that's right. Cool. Right. <laughs> but even then, it doesn't feel like it. And then even mm. the person above him, we all just hang out in meetings together. Right. It's mm -hmm. never uh, like where he'll come to me and say, "Hey, uh, so hey, you got to do this, this, and this. I need this all done by Friday." Those kind of conversations never happen. Even from the from the owner of the company, those conversations never happen. And it, that's one of the things where, to me, it, it trips me out because it, it's very much um, this is what we all need to do. Right. As a team, like we have a team meeting, like, Hey, here's the things we need to do. Um, let's make sure we all get this done. It never feels like I'm doing everything to me yeah. personally. I can't speak for the other people on my team, but for me, it never feels like it's all on me. It, it, it always feels like 
as a team, we got this accomplished this year, this month, this quarter, this year. That, that's what it always feels like to me. And that to me Win is, together, is, lose together. Right. It's, it's priceless for me because mm. you don't feel like you're alone in this. And uh, that's something I never really felt before. And I've had a lot of independence in my other jobs, um, but there was always somebody to answer to. And if things, mm. w- if things went wrong, it always rolled downhill right to me. And I was a little man on the pole. So, yeah. Well, and, that, and again, like I said, the funny thing is there is a, a technical hierarchy, but it's, it's in, in practice, it's just, it's really not done. It's like yeah. more collaborative and you feel like, well, at the end of the day, it's like, this is more of a distributed workflow. Like right. this work is distributed amongst the team. There may be times where it might lean a little bit more Elhefe, may lean a bit more Travis, may lean, yeah. kind of it kind of moves and goes, but, but the work itself organically kind of flows where you may have more you know you may more be about a subject you may be more shmi about it than maybe something maybe you're up to speed on it and travis isn't so you can kind of say in this focus i can kind of leverage this and be smart about right. it. hey i have some experience in this have some exposure to this now that's where the table kind of tilts and leans on you a bit as far as like maybe technical workload whereas and then you may get, to say you get the project, best out of any team everyone right. has strengths and weaknesses don't they so it's, it's about using everyone's strengths in certain scenarios yeah. Yeah. And then leaders actually being dialed into their teams and mm-hmm. knowing what their teams can do and what their capability is. And also, then this is the key is their willingness to do, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah. great. You know, it's, and the problem is you have people who are super, super talented, super competent, but aren't engaged. Well, the question is why? You know, we talk about will and skill at my workplace. You know, will and skill. Mm-hmm. And, and it could be because the workplace culture is a little off for you. Or maybe like in Jeff's case, maybe he has a serious family situation going on where his mind is now focused on trying to manage his personal life and his mm-hmm. emotional stability and work becomes secondary. Like you have to know, I think that's the problem with managers and most organizations when they're disconnected mm-hmm. from the humanity and the needs of, I mean, I'm talking dynamic needs every day. Things change yep. daily, you know, and be able to have a good pulse on Hey, I've noticed like Jeff's kind of been, you know, a little distant in meetings. I noticed that he seems to be a little, not necessarily, and they always look at from a workforce production, right? Mm-hmm. They always look at from a work, work, workload Well, he's, he's slacking as opposed to, Hey, you notice in meetings, he seems to be kind of distracted or he seems to be a little disconnected. I wonder what, what's going on and having that conversation with you and saying, Hey, you know, I noticed, you know, having that good feedback one-on-ones with your, with your teammates and go, Hey man, or even teammates, not necessarily a boss go, Hey, are you okay, dude? Like teammates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, being, being aware of, of what's going on in your team. It's all about constantly. open communication, isn't it? Like Jeff's yeah. saying, he can talk to the top, top guy yeah, if he if, wants if to. If need be. Yeah. yeah. It's cool, though. It's it's really cool in that sense. So, like, it's a really cool place to work when We have a lot of creators working working there, too. Like, you know, Tech Lev and Mama, she works with us. Yeah. And Lady Red's Tech Reviews, she works with us. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different creators on our team and stuff. And... Um, it's cool having the ability to help out, you know, like even last night where I cover uh, like my shift, quote unquote, um, you know, I'm covering usually my waking hours. Like I'm usually up till around midnight, um, sometimes later, but I try to unwind for like the last hour or two. Um, but usually I'm looking over, watching over our students, watching over our discord, doing that sort of stuff. And sometimes I'll get ping from CS and they'll, somebody will hit up vidIQ with a really oddball question through customer support. And I'll gladly step in and answer those questions. You know, it's stuff like that where I'm looking at it as a whole, like it's a, it's a group effort for me. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel like I need to go in, do exactly what my job is and then get out and clock out at the end. I don't look at it in that sense. 
Um, it's more of what do you guys need help with? Where can I, where can I help? Where can I apply what I know to bring value on a daily basis? And that to me, it, it's much more fulfilling for me uh, as an employee um, than anything else that I've ever done. So, yeah. And also, so we, we would call those people the eight and skate folks, right? Yeah. And that's cool. Like we have people, I know plenty of people like that and I totally respect it. Like I know people that are, that are that way. Um, and that's totally fine for me. It's just the way that my mind works. I think it's probably my ADHD or whatever, but I, I don't disconnect often. And since I'm up anyway, since I'm doing this kind of like I'm in other discord communities, so I'm on discord Mm -hmm. anyway. So it's nothing for me to check my work discord just to make sure that things are going smoothly. If somebody has a question, I can pop in and and drop them an answer and get back to the other shenanigans I'm playing around in the other communities. So that to me is I'm already there. It's like, if I'm already here, I'm already like, what the hell's the difference? So, and I feel the same way with my work. We had an issue on Friday that really caused a significant issue that my, 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 and it's funny because my, my, my boss is up to my chain. We're like, Oh, it means you got to work Saturday and you, know, you got to work today and tomorrow. I was like, yeah, if you want this thing fixed, yeah, yeah. we're going to have to, man. And she's like, oh, well, is there anything you need? Or no, we just need to get to the work. And I'll, I'll, rise. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> right. But, you know I mean? but the funny thing is, is in my mind, it didn't even move the needle to not do that. Like yeah. that's what the need was, right? It's like, hey, that's what the mission is. Hey, this thing's jacked up. We got to fix it. That's cool. Mm. Um, and that I also have to realize in my, I guess, so and and jeff kind of humbled me a little bit in my own mind because he's like i can respect that and people eight and skate folks that's been a real challenge for me in my professional career is being around people that are just kind of just doing what they need to do get by and i'm like yeah man do you realize like how awesome you have an opportunity to work here like what i mean come in if you just dial it up a couple notches like how much it can open up your mindset as far as but i also realize that not everybody operates so am i here that as a store leader right and i have to and I have to be understanding and I have to give people their grace, right? I have yeah. as a person, I have to go, okay, let's just, that's how I roll because that's how I, that's my work ethic, but not everybody rocks like that. And just because they don't doesn't mean they necessarily don't have value. They're not, they're not contributing in some way to the company's overall success. So that, <laughs> it's been, it's been a challenge. I, it's definitely one of the things I would call myself is um, I never say anything, but I'm like, hmm. like, yeah. but the funny, the bosses are like, Oh, they keep, like working a weekend to them is like almost foreign. I'm like, well, if that's what needs to happen. That's what we do. I mean, we're in, I'm in this role, right? And this is what we're expected to do. We got to keep this thing running. We got to keep it secure. And yeah. Hey, so, you know what? I had a bunch of weekends where I didn't do nothing. So, hey, you know what? It's, it's time to see step Sam. Up and get it done. I'm in the same mentality as you. But when you, on the flip side, mm-hmm. why should they? Why should they do anything? above yeah. what they should there's, it's, there's arguments do. on both sides yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, that's, and i think that argument joe that you just made is the reason why i think it started to kind of make that paradigm shift in my like where i had to start being a little less rigid about it but yeah, yeah i'm thinking what what's the motivation for anybody's like hey you know what you're getting paid the same and you're going to gangbusters because you're just a mm-hmm. crazy person well that's good dude but you know what that those those that feedback and that doesn't value for me. I mean, that money or that extra time doesn't. I I, I value my personal time, and I, when I'm off, I'm done. Like I don't care what's going on. So yeah. what's why do you want to do that? Cool. And it's funny. And so boils well, uh, yeah. down to culture, Sam. Just the culture the business makes. Yeah. Oh, oh, Aditya, I wouldn't have an answer to that question, dude. I'm not on. I'm not on. I don't have access to that information. So. Clientele. <laughs> yeah, I just I, 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 would, I would assume, assume. it's mostly U.S. based, but. 
we have a global viewership because right. YouTube is global. So mm -hmm. uh, I I just don't know what that breaks down to, to be completely honest. So I'm, I'm that's more curious to see is like, do certain regions have more engagement? Like, you know, do the near the Middle East do? Does oh, Asia, no, Asia, for sure. Like, India like probably more than anything else. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know I mean, as far as like, yeah. So because they have the the and mind you i'm not talking about this like vid iq wise i'm talking about this like on my own channel where mm. i see traffic coming from uh, a big push that i've seen that they're not my number usa is still my number one traffic source right. but the fact that i've seen them go from when i first started being like eight to number six to number four in six years i'm like that's wild like to me that's wild seeing seeing uh india just coming up so quickly as far yeah. as viewership goes so um but yeah it's, got, it's it's interesting to see we've got quite a few um indian viewership yeah oh yeah um, for sure big number especially tech if if you're yeah. in tech believe you me the other one that really surprised me food oh yeah oh yeah well for food I, channels say, big time oh, yeah i love and food then, and, and, <laughs> right and, and, and let's talk about food <laughs> yeah i'm wondering is oh I, don't I'll, I'll cross some chicken curry and some butter chicken i'll tell you right there's yeah. uh, I love Indian food just generally, but I'm just curious if yeah. there's more other kinds of food that they're exploring. Like, hey, we you know culturally, like, hey, we want to get outside our box, or you know, I, I'm just curious um, about that dynamic, like food and what kind. Of, like, are they watching Gordon Ramsay? Are they watching people who are barbecuing in the USA? Like, are they, what are they trying to? Exactly? I think so, yeah, and yeah, I think just, it goes both ways because I think people here want to try recipes from different cultures, oh, but yeah. also them wanting to see like what are other people eating and also bring it over there so it's kind of a trip you know what i mean but i've i've seen it and it's it's yeah it's pretty cool though but that's also because well you know food man it, it brings people together in ways that it, it's hard to really put into words you know what i mean that's why like one of my favorite things to do when when i'm able to get together with other creators is is eat even though yeah. my food options are quite limited nowadays um but just being there in that moment and being able to to break bread with people and that's goes for family that goes for friends in real life um it it, it kind of changes that dynamic and uh, it's funny because now when i think about the creators that i've eaten with like actually sat down and had meals in person with are the ones that i still am very much in contact with over the past six years right. so it's like it really strengthens those relationships well and also uh, that brings me on like i want to talk about sam uh, camp pixel looked awesome Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah it was outstanding. Were, were there, By the fire, that streams? looks brilliant. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I want I want one so bad until I see the price tag. I'm like, oh, holy shit! <laughs> they were remodeled I, at that. Yeah, I know, but yeah, it, I saw the airstream. Oh, yeah, that was a whole that whole setup was really really slick. Oh yeah, was, no, that they have those all over the country apparently. The that oh, okay. they're called um Auto Camp. Um, okay. so that it's like a, it's like a chain kind of a thing. So I think have, there's like four or six across the United States. Um, but the one we went to was in New York. Um, mm. in the Catskill mountains and it was cold as balls up there, but <laughs> it, it, we hit the perfect time because they brought us up there incredibly picturesque. We went there at just the right time. Oh, it yeah. was just before the snow, but it was when all the trees were uh, full, full color change in fall. Right. So that's why all those pictures look absolutely stunning that everybody was posting from their pixel devices um, was because we were up there at the exact right time and it wasn't snowing yet. You know, it rained the first day when we got there it was raining, but after that it was just pretty much clear for the most part. And um, it was, Google it was smile. wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was really, yeah, but it could have gone, it could have gone completely sideways. Like right. imagine if a snowstorm yeah. would have come through. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, we'd be like, oh, I can't open the door. It's so like when you open the door, you're just <laughs> streaming, you just stick your beer 
right into the snow. Yeah, basically that's it. Keep it chill. It could have been bad, man. Like when yeah. we, we, were, we were there, we talked about it. We were like, it could have been rough had we gotten like just the wrong kick of weather. And I think it was like the week after is when the snow came. Yeah, that's oh, really? one in Buffalo. Yeah. Where, like, buried the, yeah, buried the football stadium. Yeah. And that's yeah. See, Lenny had his cigars there. Did you have one? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I was there. I, I got enough secondhand. Uh, I might as well yeah, have. I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. No, it was really fun, man. Hanging around with all the other creators, sitting around the campfire and stuff. And um, it was interesting, man. And, and uh, I was... Well, still am, but I was in a very interesting place mm. m- mentally, right. but that trip um, did more for me than, than anybody really imagines. Like just getting out say. of, yeah, getting out of the house and then, cause I normally don't, I mean, I go for walks, but you know, not like that right. and getting out of nature and it was so quiet and so peaceful and being in just fresh air like that fresh mountain air. Um, but then also being in, in the, the energy of, of the place with 60, 70 other creative, right. extremely creative, extremely talented people. A lot of um, cool people were there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a trip to be, and then also meeting people like in person for the first time that you've been hanging out with. Right. So it feels like, it feels like a reunion of people you never met. Um, which is really, really cool. So, um, and then the fact that it was creators, not just like, it was a lot of YouTubers. And yeah. there was a lot of tech YouTubers, but there was creators from all over the place. So like people right. that were huge on Instagram, people that were huge on TikTok, people that were huge in, in beauty and in different types. Like there was so many different niches represented that it was really, really awesome to be in that group because the variety and not only that, like culturally, um, the mix, uh, men to women, uh, just age ranges. You know, it was really, really cool to be in that in that group of people because it was so different in the perspectives that you got to talk with people. And then also meeting the people from from Google, the actual like Google employees and then the the Team Pixel people from uh, 1000 Heads, like meeting those people in person, hanging out with Mark. Mark is super cool. Yeah, I was going to say like, Mark he, seems like yeah. a really cool dude. Yeah, he's super cool. Like I was yeah. I, I knew he was cool just from the conversations we've been having since the 3A mm. came out, but actually hanging out with them and, and, you know, eating lunch and breakfast and stuff. And like, yeah, he, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, Aditi yeah, needs to start a YouTube channel, and I'm glad I didn't go because if Aditi were there and I were at this camp out, he would be asking me. So, would you think Jesus would have been an iPhone guy or an Android guy? I know you guys <laughs> used to hang out back, and I'm like, come on, give me a break, man. It's like you know, he always makes fun of like a minor. Hey, listen, if Lenny can be there, you can be there. You know, no what I mean? shit. No, I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, and he's a, he's a tough <laughs> man. So God love no, him. No, Len was the most fun to be, be around there, man. Yeah, he's, yeah, so, he's a good guy. And, and, yeah. And, 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 He's and, a good and, guy. To be perfectly fair. I, I've never had a chance to meet any of these uh, folks in person, but Lenny just allowing us to to host this this stream on his YouTube channel is fantastic. So shout out to yeah. Purposely Pixel for allowing us to 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 do what we do. So nah, he's, um, he's super and, cool. And for me, food. I always tell people, food is like the universal translator, right? Because mm-hmm. every culture has food history, and that's where most families get together. I'm Italian, so I mean, I can under I can appreciate um, the family get together. There's a Nona. You know, in the in the don't stir you know, stir the sauce and knocking you with a wood spoon, right? I some of the best cultural awakenings you're gonna have with people is breaking bread and seeing how you know how people do those kinds of things. So I I I'm I'm a huge feud fan, clearly as as an Italian I can clearly say, but I also realize how to your point, Jeff, I, it's really I think that's really when you sit down and actually have that kind of I would call it almost an intimate 
contact with somebody. I mean, you're eating bread, you're getting to talk about stuff, mm-hmm. and then just you finally relax and you can kind of get around people more in a personal space. I think it's, yeah. it's I think those see, are the things that matter to, to folks. See, I like how things like tapas, you know, you can just right get in there together. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. the funny thing is, I'm curious how many people on that camping trip actually go camping with more frequency. And I get you kind of tipped your mm. hand, Jeff. You said, "Well, I, I mean, don't get out of the house." So clearly, no, I mean, well, care. there was a few that were like pro, like yeah. you could tell. And they, when we would talk to them, or when I would like walk with them and stuff, that they would have conversations, and they'd be like, "I'm like, okay, this is nothing new for them." For me, it was like I was, you know, very much not that guy. Um, but still, though, it was it was still a lot of fun to see that, and it, it, being that it's a glamping, like that's what auto camp is, is glamping. Mm. Um, it really makes camping much more accessible and being in nature much more accessible um for people who are not that you know what i mean for people who are not outdoorsy um you get a a warm bed a shower every single night you have running water refrigeration um you know so you have all of the the creature comforts that you would want but you can still go hiking and bike riding on nature walks and archery and like all this other cool stuff that you do outdoors so right or just be out in just fresh air I yeah, mean, yeah. Complete, I that's literally is, it. I, I live Open. in an area. Yeah, like I said I live in an area that's fairly rural, so I'm used to living in an area where there's not a lot of metropolis bustle, right? So, but for somebody like Jeff, who probably lives more in a metropolitan area. They don't, they don't get to see it. And I, I go camping all the time. I mean, I, I mean, I've done it in the winter, in the snow, just a pop up tent and a shovel, and that's it. And you go out and you just go, you go rogue, right? And so I've, I've done both. So carry on camping. That, it needs to be accessible for everybody because that's mm-hmm. that's the problem is if the barrier to entry is the fact that you got to sit here and here's a backpack, Jeff, and you got to hike four miles to your campsite <laughs> and you're cold camping like a cowboy. Jeff's like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. No, nah, you're right. Jam. Nope. But this is <laughs> kind of like it gives him a little bit more for people that don't do that very often and still need some of those things. It kind of gets them um, some exposure to it. And maybe it's enough of the itch that they go, well, yeah, maybe next time I'll try to do something a little bit more robust or maybe not. Maybe they just, yeah. I'm only going to be in an RV and that's the only way I'm rocking yeah. If that was the case, they need to pair me up with one of those like hot tent camping YouTubers. Right. You know what I mean? Those dudes that go onto the snow and they have like they set up the stove and they do the whole like if I'm if I just need to make sure I don't die of hypothermia. I I need bear grills. That's why I need you give me bear grills. I'm not drinking my own pee though. No No. way. No way. So no, here's the here's the best part about that place. Their filtration system, their water filtration system was shockingly good. So the water that we were drinking and like, even though it was the same water that was coming out of every faucet, like every, the, the shower, the sinks, it was all like this super filtered mountain water. It was so good. I was like, are you kidding me with this? So like, because they gave us water bottles. So, um, I was like constantly filling up my water bottle. Uh, It was so, so good. I'm like, so that was one of the nice things like it, but it made it very, very accessible to the point where, um, like if I ever wanted to go do that. I would, I would find like, they have one in Joshua tree, you know, so it's not too far from me, but I would go there. Like if I wanted to get this outdoor experience again. Yeah. And he's right. It is pretty much like glamping. I do. (laughs) That's literally what it is. Yeah. Glamping. I I did one stream once. That's the way to camp around my house. And people like, dude, do you, are you surrounded by trees? I go, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I live in an area where it's, it's about 55 miles South of St. Louis. I live in the middle of. Tell you what, should we just all go to Sam's next year? Absolutely. Retreat at Sam's. I got enough place in the back. We'll throw a couple of, we'll just stick a couple of campers out there and y'all can come out here and hang out. I mean, it, it's all good. I like the sound I, of that. 
I'm yeah. saying. You know, now, shout out to Google. They really, they bought out the whole place, mm-hmm. you know, for that, okay. for that week and stuff. And they really went all, all in, you know, to make sure that it was a really good experience. So I have like, I was being super thankful. Like I was right. telling them straight to their face, like the Google people that were there. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Like, this is yeah. so, so dope. So I mean, yeah, it, it was like a it great was time. Nice. Just even if you just went on your own, but just the fact that you go in and, and have exposure to not just a tech YouTube career, but actually be able to reach out and actually across the board and see other kinds of creators. And oh yeah, that 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 on a, in and of itself would have been a lot of a, a lot of the fun. I would have enjoyed to to just pick yeah. the brains. Of. Me, like I said, I I don't get starstruck, but I would just like to just have conversations and pick the brains of some of those people. That's yeah, the yeah, the campfire conversations show. were the best, man. That oh, yeah. that was really fun stuff. The cool, and then you know, people they you know obviously they had a lot of a lot of alcohol pour and stuff and yeah. I didn't partake but I, I just love being a part of like listening to drunk conversations it's to me yeah. like I love it I love it because people hey. really do it, it not not like not where you're like sloppy drunk but just Three where people are, are people. more Relax. lubricated yeah yeah. yeah yeah the conversation is really really good and and for the most part the conversations didn't even revolve around content creation like there was some obviously that's just going to mm-hmm. come with the territory but it was usually just about other stuff family friends life experiences and nice. that stuff is is always it makes for better conversations oh absolutely that's and that's part of the reason why on the show we did like the funny thing is we, we except for one question we haven't discussed anything tech related because no yeah and, and i've got to ask why, though yeah, i've got no, to ask if um no. el jefe's using the pixel or not Oh yeah, the Seven Pro. That's yeah. That's still. It, it's hilarious because I have so many freaking devices, right? Um, <laughs> it, you know, I'm I'm dead serious. Like I'm dead serious. So the the phone that I test with is the Asus Zenfone Nine. So this oh, is what nice. I test with because it's. But I I don't have a SIM in it. This is literally a headphone jack, but it's the only device or one of a handful of devices that actually supports uh, Qualcomm's Aptex lossless, the latest Snapdragon mm-hmm. sound. There's like five phones on earth that support it so i was like nice All right, I to, oh yeah yeah this thing is this is we were calling it the pixel 5 pro mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you know because you got the you got the uh high refresh rate you got the nice cameras on it you got you know so it's it's a dope phone but the the 7 pro this is this is the my daily android is the pixel 7 pro for sure every every social media picture every thumbnail it's always going to be on a pixel mind you and that's with having you know i have a, a flip four and the only reason that I have a Flip hey, Four is because I have to um, I have to have a Samsung device to properly test Samsung earbuds. Uh, you yeah, have to have that. Let's get full yeah. functionality. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's the only reason. Otherwise, I hate that they do that. Yeah. Th- well, that's that's what kills me. Same thing. iPhone. I have to have an iOS device so that I can test AirPods, AirPods Max. So those are the two for me. The main ones are going to be the iPhone 14 and the pixel seven pro. Those are the two that go into my pocket on a daily basis at the same time. And, and I'll purposely, like if I get in a tweet thread with someone, sometimes I'll purposely just, if they respond, I'll pick the other phone and respond. <laughs> and then if they respond again, I'll grab the heads. other phone. And yeah, just to keep, <laughs> so until Elon removes that, um, I'm still, I'm going to keep doing that just to throw people off. Cause I've, I've never had somebody hit me with that. Like, Oh look, Twitter for iPhone. And I'm like, how about now? <laughs> yeah, check this out. Then. Hashtag Twitter for iPhone, right? Is what like, doing? let me cook your noodle with this one, sir. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't imagine that was a, a really good experience, and I, I saw the pictures of it from Lenny and everything. But yeah, that, that I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm low key jealous. I'd love to just. I was just big time be, jealous, not low key. <laughs> just be able to go and just listen and just observe the conversations going on would be pretty fantastic. That's not a push for anything. I clearly realize I'm not moving the needle on any of that kind of stuff. And I don't, no, I it's don't a push for me. I want to, I want to invite next year. Well, I, 
That's right. Yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll ask, and then we're gonna get told. You need a British guy. That's what that's what it was missing. That's what we need. That's all. We just need a British guy. I right? think it, I think the only reason that we didn't have people from outside of the U.S. was because UK has their own Team Pixel, and oh. um, it's run by a different marketing agency. So that's why, uh, like the the Team Pixel packages that people got um, in UK and Europe was different from like Team Pixel, like Asia and Team Pixel in the US. Um, uh, yeah, it's not like a global thing, which to me tripped me out when I found that out because I was talking to another uh, another Team Pixel member from the UK, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's this company, and this is what they do." And it's like, so it's different teams. I was like, "Oh, I had no idea." So yeah, I wouldn't have thought on, on his face. I would have. I would have thought it was all the same group. Yeah, exactly. Like that would make sense, but I think logistically it just doesn't. Right. That makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. The UK is not as big either, is it? Like I don't think so. Pixel. I don't no. think so. But because even then they didn't invite everybody from Team Pixel. Like it was no. only a select group. That's why, to me, I was shocked when I got when I was like picked to go. I was like, me? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, no, don't be silly, Jeff. Don't be silly. No, no. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I don't. Aside from like where I post the pictures and I take all my thumbnails and stuff like that, I don't do video content on Pixel devices. I don't. Like I straight up don't. And because I don't review phones on my channel. Like that's a mm. I've done I think two or three years ago, but I haven't done it in a long time. Um and that's why to me when they picked me, I was like, Really? So but it was your cool. Phone like, reviews was, are quite good actually, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just haven't done them in a while, man. The reason I mm. the reason I stayed away from it was mostly because of the the toxicity in mm, the yep. YouTube comments <laughs> around cell phone conversations. Oh it my. brought it brought people in that I was like, mm, I don't really want to do this. I don't want to go nah. down this road. So mm. and I'm very protective over like my own community. So but even my own regulars, you know, they had people like attacking them in the comments. And I'm like, that. Yeah, I can't no, have that. That's not, that's not unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, and it was like, and, and I don't think my video was even controversial. It was like one of those things where I was like, um, the five things I like and the five things I don't like about, I think it was like the TCL 10 pro or whatever it was. And the way triggers. that people came crazy, it just triggers me. I was like, <laughs> go outside and touch some grass. Chill out, man. Chill. <laughs> In and out, breathing, right? Just, just. Walk it's so go, go to a, i don't know how i don't know how juan bagnell does it like i don't know how juan puts up with it all these juan, years like, juan loves it juan loves it <laughs> he secretly yeah, loves like it I, is what it is yeah, right? yeah he juan, secretly loves it juan, i think he like he likes a bit of the pugilistic verbal pugilism i think he likes to kind of get down in, into the, because yeah well because he I think, can give it he can give it as right well. because he's uniquely capable of any of the people mm -hmm. i've really met of yes. really kind of getting really kind of working his way in there and just kind of getting almost like a chess master, right? He's talking. Yes. Situation that's like exactly what one is in a box, a, 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 a verbal and emotional and technological box. And you're here. And Juan's just like, every time you step out, he's just, it's like, he's putting you the right back. Like, Cause he lets that, you walk yourself into that kind of trap. And then he sets you there and he just keeps you there. And he's really adept and very intelligent. Thing is, Sam, they're not intelligent enough to realize what he's doing as well. Yeah. Which makes well, it funnier. People, well, because realize too is when you lose your focus like that, you kind of get your head emotional mm. spun up. You can't be you can't be that person. It's hard to be one. Like who could get pissed off and are like argumentative about an iPhone cable? It's like why? Because I said the iPhone. It's like Wah! they lose their shit. <laughs> and it's like you know both things can be true at once. You know you can have. Yeah. I don't know. People just get way, even I've seen that even with conversations I have with people at EVs. Like I'm not an EV guy. Oh yeah. If that I, happens if, too. 
Yeah. If I if I were if I was rocking the kind of money that a lot of these creators get, the last thing I'd be getting is a Tesla. It's yep. just not my thing. Now, maybe when I'm dead in 20 years, maybe that's the thing. I don't know. Um, but I don't. I, I don't would, knock people for. I don't knock people yeah. for getting it. But it's oh, yeah, one of those things it's where just, it's not yeah. my cup of tea. Right. And mm. then somebody made a comment about they were going to do like a manual transmission. I'm like, no, please, can we not do that? <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have a standard transmission in my Mustang. That's what it is. If you're if you're past the ice vehicle and now you're EV, you got to let the noise go. You're not going to get a grumble, and you're not going to get a gearbox. Okay, there's yeah. no gears. Don't don't try to make it. It just makes awful and stupid <laughs> and weird. And just just do yourself a favor and just don't do it. Just don't. Just, just leave, leave the efficiency intact. Right. And then yeah, just you know, let it. You're, you're driving a really nice electrical vehicle. You're not going to get a V8 grumble, and you're not going to get a standard. Yeah. If, if it ain't do, broke, don't fix it. Right. Go buy yourself an old beetle and go knock yourself out you get an air-cooled engine you can shift it all away it's got a three speed you can even figure it out right yeah. so I, I just yeah it's those conversations just don't lead um, no right? i'm in and i'm in the car market myself and that's one of the things where when i had mentioned it what i was gonna what i was you know looking into getting and people are like oh, i'm surprised you're not getting a tesla one because i'm in tech youtube and two because be. i'm in california oh. and I, and i'm like well if i was still working at my old nine to five where I was commuting, you know, a hundred miles a day, um, then yes, I would either at bare minimum, I'd be in a, in a hybrid right. or full on, I'd be in a Tesla or some other all electric vehicle. Um, but being the fact that for now, at least since 2020, you know, my cars are essentially for pleasure and for running errands, yeah. then I don't, I don't need that. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I really don't need that. And now I can get whatever I want. You know what I mean? So now that I can get whatever I want, I'm just going to get what I want. And, and that's the thing I'm going to, I'm going to go after, uh, or I was looking at, at the Mustangs. I was looking at the challengers. I was looking at the, um, uh, the Camaros, um, prices are completely outrageous with these markups, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up with a Camaro, but I have to, I have to, I'm, I'm basically just, I'm getting jerked around by a lot of dealerships, which to me is mm. hilarious, but basically I'm waiting for them. Like I'm putting the ball in their court and I'm essentially like, I've, I've got a line drawn and I said, listen, basically you drop the, the market adjustment right? and I'll walk away with a car. Yep. Give, I'll take it right if, now. If, I'll, I'll if you can do that. Car. Yeah. If you can do that, we can talk. So I've got those conversations open with, I think six dealerships right now, one in also including one in Las Vegas and another one in San Diego. Um, but it's just one of those things where I'm going after what I want and being that I live in California, eventually California is going to ban these types of vehicles. Mm-hmm. I, I see this coming. So I'm like, I want to get what I, what I want while I can still enjoy it. And your so, grandfather's so maybe there'll be a grandfather clause you might walk out. With. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm because I can guarantee you, like, I don't think these cars are gonna make it like at least in California wise, I don't think they're gonna survive, you know, in the next, I would say maybe five or ten years. Oh, yeah. I'd be shocked if they went that long being sold. So Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. think they've already done they already set up something where by twenty thirty, all ice vehicles. Yeah. There'll be no more new purchases by twenty thirty in the state of California of ice vehicles. It'll yeah. be all electric or, or some other kind of. Yeah. Well, oh well. Like I said, you know, I I, I tell you, I, I know what I would get if I had a choice. If I if I had that YouTube money, I would get a dark horse. I would get a twenty four dark horse. Yeah, yeah. I'm it might, I'm not balling out of control by any means. Right. But it's just one of those things where I'm like, I I don't have circumstances in my life have changed where I don't need a practical vehicle on a daily basis. I can get what I want 
So, but they're trying to talk me into a manual and I'm like, my knees are not right for, I can still do it. Like, mind you, I, I test drove one. I can still drive stick. Like I drove stick for years. Mm. My knees are just like, I'm not, I'm not willing to do that anymore. Like now if I can afford it, I can just be like, this is what I want. This well, is exactly plus, what I want. Damn plus, right, you're Jeff, the last time right. traffic. When I have my, when I have a, that's the time I go. God, I hate having a manual transmission and traffic. Yeah. Like, I did it for there. years, man. I mean, I worked yeah. in San Francisco, right? right? Yeah. So it, it, we have hills. It's absolutely bonkers driving a manual transmission in San Francisco, yeah. but you know it can be done. So, but my thing is at this point, wow. I've, I've. I've done the work. I've paid my dues with a manual transmission. Right. I've I've done it. I'm I'm good. I'm done. Yeah, absolutely. And that's me. And then me on the opposite. Like, oh, I want a car that's got a standard. Oh transmission. yeah. Like you know, hashtag save the manuals. Just just. So oh yeah, yeah. I'd say I would love to buy an EV, but they're really expensive. Yeah, dude. I'm. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's another thing. They're just cost prohibitive. And it's like, yeah. and even some of the. Now I know I Hyundai makes uh, the Ionic Five, and I know that the Chevy has the Volt, the Bolt, and stuff. So there, it doesn't have to be a Tesla, folks. Do you realize that there are other EVs in the marketplace that aren't going to you know kill you? But I mean, when somebody tells me that a car is one hundred thirteen thousand dollars, I'm like, I, it's just like there's no chance. I'm like, I'm not even no. buy that car even if I had the money. I can't. I couldn't afford it, and if I would, I I wouldn't. It's just yeah. crazy. No, I can't. I can't do it, man. That's that's why I'm like I'm getting what I want to get, but um, you know, one step below the supercharged model because the supercharged model adds like you know fifty thousand oh, yeah. to the price, and I'm like. When I've seen performance-wise versus supercharged versus non-supercharged, it's so minimal that I'm just like, why? And it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. But is it worth it to push this car to $100,000? No. Right. Not to me. The the funny thing is about the Dark Horse, I think it's right at 500 brake horsepower. But yeah. the new GT is twenty five thousand less, and you're at four eighty five for the week. Yeah, thank you. So it's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> now I'm just buying the fact that it's a Dark Horse, right? I'm, I'm literally twenty right. grand just to buy. The top, design. the top dog, and that's what they're that's what you're paying for. And right. that's how and the so, world like, works. Yeah, if you're looking for a straight performance, it's not worth it performance wise. The GT yeah. would be perfectly fine. So, well, hey, Joe, guess what? What? Your jumper's lame. That's not it's, lame. It's beautiful. It's actually really good. It's velvety. It's making yeah, it's nice. It looks and smooth, just, man. Just so everybody, and I know on the chat, nobody can see, but I have, I am rocking. Yeah, it's a great tea. <laughs> I I bought this when we had the, the, the when they when they had it, and we got also speaking of that. Anybody, um, if you're looking, uh, Jeff, if, we'll make sure we get the notes for. Um, do you have merch that they, people can pick up or anything? Like oh that? yeah, 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 yeah. So that yeah, all the merch that goes through Beats for Hope, whether it's like my brother's merch that that Sam's wearing, my own, both both mine and Alex's whole merch lines, they all go towards supporting the Alameda County Community Food Bank. So at this point, we're already over 1,500 meals provided since October uh, awesome. um, to make sure that we're feeding families. And then just today, I donated an additional 250. Uh, last The last stream, people were dropping super chats saying, hey, uh, can you just donate this directly? I just want to make a donation. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So uh, I matched. They, they had, had raised like, I think I got like 110, 120 in donations. Yeah. So I just matched it, rounded it up to 250, and I donated it straight to the food bank. Awesome. Um, so, this time yeah, of year. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it's we're doing it year round. We're just doing a heavy push right now, mm. um, but hopefully, it, but it's making a difference and it's local and it's you know, I encourage people to do that whenever they can. And and I just wish, and this is me wishful thinking, I just wish that more of the the creator space would be willing to use their influence for something like this. Right. Yeah, um, because it's sad. I reached out to a lot of people to help me with this campaign specifically for this for these holidays who couldn't do it 
and you know i try not to judge but i get wouldn't no i try not to but it's no no it's that they i think they wouldn't because their content schedules and Mm. already have sponsors built into them so they can't do this other conflict call to action yeah Yeah. and i and i totally understand that and it was one of those things where i'm like hey you know even just even just you know helping out in any way you can even if you put it on your community tab, I don't care. Like, however you want to help. But that to me was very disappointing. It is what it is. I, I know I'm not as popular as like Mr. Beast or somebody like that, but I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. I think when we have a voice that we should try to use it. And for me, it, it, this really hits home for me because I, I was one of those people who, when I was a kid, we used to stand in food lines to get food. Yeah. Grew up very poor. So now that I have the ability to give back, I'm going to give back. And if I can mobilize my viewers, if I can use my quote unquote influence, I want to use it for good. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to use it to do something to actually help people. So uh, I just wish more people would um, see things that way. Like I know, I know probably given the benefit of the doubt, 99% of creators want to do something i just wish that they would take action right so it's nice to want but at some point you got to get to the point of actually to the do yeah and And if you don't want to do the 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 leg work join me right (laughs) that's literally it all you gotta do is say hey you know what i'm gonna wear this shirt on my video or whatever and i'm gonna put a link in the description it's not that difficult it's just like i try to make it as easy as possible (laughs) just like glamping right Yeah, like I said, I mean, when I saw this was available, when Alex, what Alex was going through, and then also where the money was going to, it was like, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even miss a beat. Plus, yeah. to be perfectly fair, it was a little self-serving. I get a pretty cool shirt that people, yeah. nobody around where yeah. I live knows what the hell's going on. So they see this big guy like Audio One. What, what the, like again, it, it engenders conversation. So for me, I get a cool shirt. I'm a, a big merch guy, but at least I know that that money is going to something that's meaningful and impactful, and it's something that I wish. And more people would take a chance jeff whatever we can do to help let us know i mean oh we, yeah, yeah we don't have man. many viewers but no no of course man everything uh, that everything anytime that we can do something to help and even like i tell people even if you don't want to do it uh you know with through my stuff like ter- there's food banks everywhere because mm-hmm. there are poor people everywhere who need help and oh, yeah. you know you could do it locally and that's what i always tell people like even if you don't do it with me you know, do what you can, man. You know, every little bit helps because, you know, even even just donating a couple bucks, you know, it, it makes a difference. You know, it, it makes helps, a huge, it? huge difference. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll make sure we get that information in the show notes and everything like that. And then, well, we're at our time. So uh, this is a great way to end the, the show and also end the season. And, Jeff, again, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you have an incredibly busy schedule with work and your other One last question. Else. One last yeah. question. I've got to ask it because he's the audio guy. What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, um, favorite Christmas song. I don't remember the name of it. Oh man. I'm going to have to get back to you on it. I don't yeah. remember the exact name of it. Um, let me get back to you. Cause I, I, I just heard it. We just literally was just playing it the other day. Um, and I just don't remember what it's called, but I'll have to get back to you on I it. I had to ask it's, you that question. Yeah, I just I don't remember the exact name of it. It's it's uh, slower tempo, but yeah, let me get back to you on it because uh, and then we'll cool. we'll have to put it in the comments or something. Yeah, but definitely. That would, yeah, I'll definitely find it and link it for sure. Absolutely. So cool. yeah, and Jimmy's asking for five more minutes. Well, I said I'm always <laughs> good on that, but you know, I said Jeff's five got more things to do. He's got he's got places to be, people to see, and things to five, do. So. Five more minutes, mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Actually, we've gone over. Actually, most of our shows are usually over by now. So, yeah. again, yeah, we, no we really t- appreciate you taking time. That's, That's why we decided to move the show to a Saturday. Um, anything we can do to to accommodate the guests we have on because we realize that we again, really we're not exactly it. the Joe Rogan experience over here. So when we come a call, it's we're close. Exactly the same thing. Nah, so I mean, it's all good. Yeah, we try matter. to do the best we can. So that that's be the show for the not only the day, but for the season. And uh, we're not having shows anymore for the rest of the year. We'll start, I guess, maybe the year. We don't really know yet. We'll have to see how that goes. But um, we appreciate everybody. Like I said, to to Jeff's point, you know, maybe take a couple of minutes in your life and realize what you have to offer, and maybe see if you can find ways to try to reach out to your local community for people who maybe are struggling this year. And 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 like I said, I, I steal the line from. Bill and Ted's, but be excellent to each other, right? Just, just try be to be excellent. a good being and be excellent to each other, and and party on, dudes, and enjoy your holidays because we will not be, you know, obviously next Sunday is Christmas. We're not going to be talking on Christmas Day. That's a time for family. Jeff may be streaming on Christmas Day. Still thinking about doing it. So yeah, if might, you yeah. miss us and you really want to get your stream fixed and kind of do all that, jump over to Jeff's channel. Check him out on a Sunday. And you should do that anyway. Yeah, it's, it's good content. Definitely. And we're always we're always welcoming, you know, for people and most likely like if I do the Christmas thing, it's probably not going to be really audio related. It's probably just going to be to hang out with people that don't really have like people around them. That's really what it's going to be for. So just trying to show kindness to my own community, but to whoever wants to come through and hang out. But if anyone hangs out at Jeff's thing, please don't ask a question that he's already answered. (laughs) Right. The amount of times that happens, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Every every day, man. Every yeah, single done day. That. You want to scroll up a couple of notches, you'll, you'll yeah. get it. But that's yep. okay. We'll, we'll review it as it again. Uh, that's right. Tell me again. <laughs> all right. So happy holidays to all those who celebrate, whatever you celebrate. And if you don't celebrate, we'll just enjoy your week anyway. And we will see you next year for season two of the Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe. Thanks again to Jeff for coming by. And uh, we love yourselves. Take care, everybody. Be good. Enjoy your food. Enjoy your tech. Take care of yourselves. Be excellent to each other. We love you guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.